Hello and welcome to the We Don't Grow Up podcast with me, Ant, and I'm here again with Dave. Hello. And we are going to talk our streaming club, obviously, uh, A Quiet Place and Booksmart with our films this time. So we'll talk about that at the end. First, we're going to talk about... Oh, connection loss. Problem with the network. I can hear you. Oh, you can hear me. You're back. You're back? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Bitty, it's just broken up a little bit. Poor connection, it says. Why am I getting poor connections now? Are you back? I can hear you. I can hear oh, background I can hear you, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's gone again. Oh, you're back again? Right, anyway, um, other things I wanted to talk about, if you can still hear me. Can you still hear me? No, what's going on with Skype? Is it my connection? Because you can hear me. Let me stand up. Oh, can you hear me now? Oh, I can hear you now, yeah. I don't get this. I'm saying poor connection again. I don't get that because... Can you hear me now? I can hear you, yeah. I'm so confused. Me too. I don't know who it is either, me or you. I can't tell. Oh, I was going to say I can hear every word you say. Oh. Every word I say. Dun, 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 dun. I can still hear you. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's talk uh, podcasts. I have been managing to listen to more podcasts. It's the one thing I've been able to get more time on. Um, oh, actually, and, and, there's, and there's a Switch game. I can't remember what it's called, but I've been playing the Switch game. But podcasts first. Um, I've started listening to uh, one by Josh Widdicombe and uh, Rob Beckett. Hang on, I can't remember what it's called. Let me just look it up. It's on my phone now. It's called Lockdown Parenting Hell. And I think you'd really like it, Dave. (laughs) Oh, you broke up, what'd you say? Lockdown Parenting Hell. Lockdown Parenting Hell, yeah. It's just a um, Rob Beckett and... Josh Whittacombe talked to celebrity or famous uh, other parents who were doing lockdown with kids of various mm-hmm. ages. They just talk to them all and chat about the, the difficulties they're facing and stuff. It's just, it's really, really funny. I love it. That Rob Beckett, what is that? familiar, Rob Beckett. Rob Beckett, he's the guy with all the teeth. No, I can't, I, I can't think who he is, to be honest with you, off the top of my head. You'd probably recognise his voice. I'd strongly say give it a listen. And the other one I've listened to, which is also Josh Widdicombe, and I'm not a big Josh Widdicombe fan, but this is really good as well. Who's he, eh? Who's he then, Josh Widdicombe? Josh Widdicombe, he's another comic. How oh, is he? He's, um, he's on the, the Last Leg. That's probably where you would know him from if you knew him. That sports programme on Channel 4. Oh. No? Anyway. No. It's <laughs> him, and he does a podcast on 90s football. Which oh, yeah. is really interviews like old players from the 90s and just chats 90s soccer and I, I, football. I didn't think I'd like it that much. I don't know why I tried it. I think because I'm actually missing football more than I realise. Yeah. And no one can talk about the current football because there isn't any. So my usual football listen, the football ramble, has been a bit... They do, they do, they've just switched to like a daily show about a year ago. So now they're really stretched thin. Yeah. Um, so I've gone back. I've gone to this. It's a couple of seasons old. 
a couple yeah seasons old but it doesn't matter because it's just talking about football from like 30 years ago <laughs> um, and it's really good I really enjoyed it I haven't looked into them all yet but I am smashing through them on my commute to work because of course I'm still if working was, if there was labelled you know like about certain sides in certain areas I'd probably listen to that book well they um, I think at the start of every one they list the player they're talking to yeah I think the very first episode was Matt Letizia. They've had, I think, Ian Dowie. Uh, I can't remember who else now. Lots and lots of players and other comedians who are big into sport. It's really good. They talk about David Batty a lot. <laughs> They're a bit obsessed David with Batty. him. Yeah, because he's completely gone off the grid. He doesn't have Yay. a mobile phone and no one knows like really what's going on with him. And apparently he's not... He wasn't never like really passionate about football. He played because he was good and earning good money, but he was never really um, really into it. He used to go. Um, they um, in the UK when he was on break from football. He used to do what? You broke up. He, he does caravan holidays. They used to say about him really? when he, you know when yeah when you broke up. He was quite a like down, down to earth. earth. He's very down to earth, like never let go of his. Like you says, I'm sure the city. Oh, Dave, you he, was, he had a lot of potential. You, you sure what they said what? He's, he, he he played because his dad thought, uh, not forced him, but pushed him into it because his dad realised how good he was. Well, that's that's how it comes across. Like apparently, when he missed the penalty in that England game that took us out, was it '98? I couldn't. No. He, he just, like, shrugged it off and wasn't that bothered. <laughs> yeah, well, to be fair, that's the way to be. You shouldn't let it get on top of you. It's, it's, it's a game, and, you know, to get to that penalty shootout, it's not... You can't blame it just on the last penalty take or the goalkeeper not saving it. It's, that, it's never fair, really. But, oh, yeah, I know. But, I mean, most but, people would be devastated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I suppose. But, yeah, I'd rather be like him and not be than constantly blame myself for years. But... He was brilliant. He was for Leeds. He's, yeah, the fans love him. But like you say, he's just come, not. I wouldn't say he's off the grid, but he. he I always imagined if I was ever like that, playing football, I'd be like that. Once I'd finished, I'd be done. I wouldn't want the clamouring around me. And when someone to me and stuff, I hate that kind of stuff. You wouldn't go into be a pundit or commentator or a manager. No, no, because I just. <laughs> How do you put it? Like, I know we have a... You're breaking up. That's about the games and stuff, isn't it? But when people are playing football and generally they're trying the best and they make mistakes, I don't like the way the pundits ridicule them half the time. Yeah, I know what you mean. For errors and mistakes. Anyway, that's a cracking podcast. It's called um, Quickly Kevin Willie Score. Reference to that David Batty miss, I think. <laughs> the, the Maybe that's why they're so obsessed with him, like you say. No, it just pops up a lot. And like in the, in an early episode, they talk about him, and they ask the player they're interviewing, like, "Oh, are you in touch with him?" Because apparently, he's like, no one's in touch with him. And everyone they ask, they're like, "Um, no, no, I haven't seen him." <laughs> it's just like no, no trace left in football. But everyone speaks really highly of him. Like, really nice guy, down to earth. There was one story where. I can't remember which club he was at. It might have been Newcastle. And um, the training got 
like delayed because there'd been a dead body found in a nearby place. And then they were like, and when it got restarted, they were like, where's Dave? And apparently he was off looking for the body with the police. No way. Yeah. He was like interested, oh so he went off <laughs> to help the cops. That's mad, isn't it? Yeah. It's crazy. But the, honestly, the 90s sounds mad for footballers. They interviewed Paul yeah. Merson. He was a good interview, Paul Merson. And Darren Anderton, he was a good interview. Talking oh, about God. How I'd with him. <laughs> he even played 100 games in his career. <laughs> well, it's an interesting interview. Cause he started off at Portsmouth, quick transfer to Tottenham, which he didn't really know anything about. They just called him in and said, we've sold you to Tottenham. You're off. He went there. Obviously, he played with Klingsman. And then there was a time where he was oh, keeping... Wow. Keeping Beckham out of the England team. Yeah. He hit the post in the Euro 96 golden goal bit before we went out. Yeah. And he, he was, was a good footballer, to be fair. Yeah. He was almost signed to Man United. Ferguson wanted him, but um, he stayed with Tottenham. He just injury prone. He was very injury That's... prone. Yeah. Don't call him a sick note for nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've had him. Oh, I tried sitting down then, but the connection broke again. I'll stand oh. up. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. That's my podcast I wanted to talk about. Um, what else have we got on the talking points? Pro Evolution Soccer. Yeah, how much was it? Four nine nine. You really? Yeah. Um, the, um, the Legends version, which had... I think I looked at what it actually had extra, and it had like a few bonus scouts, and you could borrow Messi... Messi um, for a few extra matches, and Ronaldinho was in the game. I was like, I'm not paying two quid for that. <laughs> 100% it was 4 because when I went on the store, because my mate says to me, I said, because I don't know if you've noticed, they've patched it today and all the Euro 2020 stuff's in there. So I sent him a video, and I says, look what's been added to pairs, and he's like, oh, man, and I says, it's only a fiver. And he says, you sure? And I went online, and it said, 50, 14.99 for the standard version, but an extra 40% off for PlayStation Plus subscribers, and I thought, well, that don't take it down to fiver, does it? No, it wouldn't take it down to a fiver. But my, mine was four ninety nine. Oh, why? I was going to ask you to send me a screenshot before you bought it, but I thought you probably bought it last night. I can send you a screenshot of the legends. I can probably do that now. It'd be on my phone. Yeah, try that. But shall I go on a bit? It's just the issues that I have with the game at the moment, or shall I not? Um, yeah. Let me let me feed it in. Okay. What do you think about Pez? <laughs> uh, well, you know, uh, I think it's great attacking. I hate the fact that you have to put it in over attacking for players to make forward runs. But you know, it's still a really great passing game and build up, build up playing. I, I think I do like the way a lot of shots go just wide. And but the, I think one of the things that annoys me sometimes the 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 shot power sometimes frustrates me. And the little things off the ball sometimes a pass will go just past and a player you haven't clicked on and the AI for an uncontrolled player doesn't think to put the foot out which naturally in a game of football anybody who's playing does so stuff like that needs tweaking for the next version and then when you tackle someone sometimes the animations are in, in flow and you, they don't the player who's on the floor can still somehow manage to get up before you can get round them or hop over them to get the ball or even change player and someone's telling me, oh, if you use the super cancel, whatever it is, that works. But uh, people like me who ain't really, like, um, can't quite think about that that quick enough. And it's annoying. 
and then the tackling, and then there's the one other. The tackling isn't bad, that bad, but it's very frustrating that um, when you generally do press a double X tackle, you normally give away a foul. Mm. Um, then there's the fact that you've probably noticed this as well when you play the computer when they play a long ball you cannot get round the striker to head the ball the shield you're perfect yeah the heading is an issue even online although I yeah. find people seem to get ahead as a, uh, when I'm defending they seem to get in a position where they will win the header it's yeah. hard though to win a header but it shouldn't be like that the, the AI up front always wins every header and shield you like we was running for a ball the other day and the AI stood, stood across me and used his body. And I thought, that's brilliant. That's a brilliant animation. But where's the tutorial shows to do that? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, like, how do you do that? Can you do that? Because how, how do you take defending? Do you be the player and try and chase the ball down? Or I, do you hold square and then try and cut off the options with another player? I generally do that when they're in midfield. But when they get to round the box, I hold square annex and just try and flush it, you know, like um, yeah. bombard them, like outnumber them around the ball. Yeah, same as me. But, yeah, but the slow tackle is just fucking useless on the game. That's the best way to put it. The AI simulation knows you've pressed it and changes direction or <laughs> stops the run and you go past them. And I'm like, you don't, even when you're running next to them, it doesn't work that well. Um, I mean, I, I really enjoy it, but it, it wouldn't be fair to to not point out the negatives because mm. the positives far, far outweigh the negatives. But it can be very frustrating. I love playing but, it. It's a great game. Yeah. But you can see where it's going. I mean, like, if they can just tweak those... I, I've put the game speed up as well, I think, to three bars. I think it was on one or two, and I've put it up to two or three bars now from the standard play, and it feels so much better now. Yeah, I exclusively, at the moment, play online because I've been playing the light version, mm-hmm. um, and I just play online, so I haven't really had much experience playing the computer, but I downloaded it. This is our yeah. second recording session. I don't know if I've said something contradictory earlier. Yeah. We had it in them together, because there were so many technical issues. But I downloaded it last night. I haven't played the, haven't had a chance to actually play it yet. But, um, yeah, I can't wait to like get back into press properly. Off-topic, send me your address, if you can, mate, and I'll get you that. USB sent out. Yes, yeah, I'll do that. Um, yeah, just other little. Th- there's one other little thing which really frustrates me, and like again, you might have put this in the last pod, but we've editing. But um, when you break through on goal, the defenders seem to catch you, but when they break through on goal, you seem to struggle to catch up, and you're like, what the fuck is why is that like that? Do you know what I mean? Just yeah, the reaction time sometimes when you get a chance and you're going to be through on goal, the player seems to take a second. To yeah. almost realise the situation and be away. Well, they seem to take bad touches a lot, and you're like, mm. Mm. just because they might play Division Two, which is the Championship in England. There is a lot. Of, they're still professional footballers, and they're like only like they're not even a full level below the Premier League. Half those players aren't. They can play like the bottom ten. They could probably play for like the bottom ten to six teams in the Premier League. A lot of those players could in the Championship. Mm. I don't know, but like I say, I love it. I think the goalkeepers are brilliant on it. Um, a lot of great animations. Um, the free kicks are probably a bit too easy, and I do find that the computer scores too many free kicks as well, which is quite frustrating. Mm-hmm. You don't get enough penalties. Um, and again, I think I don't, I don't know how they fix them a lot of this, but the referees, man, oh, Jesus. 
What about the just, refs? That's... Just they don't seem to give you the fouls, and then every time you seem to tackle the opposition, they do. And then sometimes there's a 50-50 collision, and then they give a foul against you. And you watch the replay, and like, you can clearly see my player won the ball there. Mm-hmm. And with it being AI, it's kind of like, well, that shouldn't happen. Yeah, yeah, it shouldn't happen. And the offside rules sometimes, it's like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> You could you could give that. Yeah, I mean, some of the offsides I've had, goals I've had scored against me, um, I've really have had to question whether the computer's got it right because it just looks like they're offside. Mm. And, but I can't quite twist. At the, at the time, I didn't go to the normal replay, so I've had to watch the highlight reel. Yeah, but yeah, um, overall, it's I think it's, it's. I don't think I still think. The previous pieces have been better, and I think it was it FIFA 10. I'm going back a long time, obviously 10 years, but that was a brilliant football game on the PS3. Remember, we played a lot of clubs together. We did. That was amazing. But but Pezzi's very very good. Um, I'm going to just have one more whinge about it. But the <laughs> ma- it, I'm playing the Master League, and obviously I'm playing as Leeds, and um, the winger Jack Harrison, and the other winger Costa they get tired by about 65 minutes. And I'm like, this is so unrealistic. These two lads are like 20, 22 in real life, something like that. And then Jack Harrison never comes off the leads. He is mega fit. And stuff like that frustrates me because I'm like, well, I've got two older players in midfield playing who never get tired. And I'm like, why is that? Mm. You know what I mean? What, can they not even just check the minutes played by some of the players to, to come to the conclusion that, yeah, they're super fit. They never come off. I've just remembered, actually, when I did play Pez Leagues, that was something that would always irritate me, was the like, the fatigue. You'd have to rest a player after, like, four games because yeah. he, he wouldn't start a full fitness from the fifth game. It's like, that's... I'm sure it happens towards the end of the season, but not after yeah. four games. And in the championship, if you play, like, two games in a week, the second game... You've got players low before the game, and then if you play them, them, them zapped before halftime. You're like, that's not realistic because no. these are like professional athletes. They stay fit. Yeah. That's a, that's know, that's more like a computer algorithm dealing with it rather than you, someone applying real world logic. You could understand if it came up due to fatigue, they've pulled a muscle. They're going to be out for two weeks. You'd be like, oh, that's quite realistic. I can deal with that. I'll put some kids in. Mm. But when it's just like, oh, they're shattered. It's like what? Mm. Well, like I said, it sounds like I've had a right moment about it, but it is—it's very addictive. I've no, I haven't played this much since probably the PS2 era because I've played a lot on this. I mean, I still haven't got a hundred wins. Really? But um, no, I haven't got a hundred wins. Tro- the trophy yet for a hundred mm. wins. But um, I've played the normal league mode. I've played, I think, two seasons on that, um, and I'm into my. Only my first season in Master League, but I've played a lot of um, just normal like AI games against the AI, just trying out different things on six star difficulty and that, just having to mess around. Six star difficulty. Yeah, I'm not very good at it, but you know, just having a bit of a, a mess around like. We'll, yeah. be to, we'll be able to play some games now. That I've bought the proper. Game. Yeah, we can do. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good actually. Have we got anyone else that plays? Do a little three on three. <sighs> I don't think so. No, we're the only cool guys around, Dave. Yeah, I think so. Well, my mate might get it now. I'll message him and say you're going to pick it up for a fiver and see what he says. 
Did you see my message? Which one? Oh, I you just sent it. it. Yeah, yeah, have a look. No, I never look at my phone, to be fair, when it's... Um... That's the correct answer, Dave, but I want you to look at this one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, $6.99. Yeah, that's the Pro one, the limited edition. The one I bought was four ninety nine. Uh, that is good then. I'll post on that picture. Um, I'm going to just post it too. Mm-hmm. I'll let you see your details on there. I don't think my details are there, are they? Nah. At the bottom of that screenshot, it says how long the office is on till. It's on, no, till, it? it's on till the 10th this month at 11.59pm. Have you looked at the PlayStation Days of Supply sale? Um, I think that's where I saw this. Or is that the double discount yeah. sale? No, sure. no, it's on there, I think. Yeah, um, I think it's quite poor sale, to be fair. There's nothing... I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some good games in there, but nothing that's, like, jumping at me. Mm. Look, I, I always put stuff in my basket, and then towards the end of the sale, I think, shall I buy it or not? And then half the time when this price is going to come up, no, I don't want to buy it, but... I've got a few things in the basket in there, but I don't think I'm going to buy anything because I've got Medieval arriving in the next day and then The Last of Us 2 arriving, and I'm proper loving Mafia 3 at the moment. Yeah, you said about Mafia 3, but you didn't really talk about it. The one game I wish I had bought when it came up was Catherine, full-bodied. Oh, yeah, I saw that on sale, actually, somewhere. I can't yeah. where it was. Oh, you mean the physical copy? Uh, might have been, yeah. I should have bought that. It went down to, like, 15 quid. It doesn't often yeah. go cheap. Yeah, but now it'll it's go down it's, again. It's back up to 50 quid now. It will go down again. There'll be that Japanese sale. Is that the one you're on about? I think that's where I saw it, yeah. Yeah. Is it, is it some like Eastern Treats or Japanese? I can't think what it's called. It's something like that anyway. But, um, yeah, there is that, there's one game in there which I'll keep meaning to purchase. I think it's called like Yeshimira or something, like a 2D kind of like horror game. It's uh, very sure. Japanese anime style. But, um that always looks quite good, but then, like, I, I always read a review some of the Japanese stuff, and, um, well, all games, to be fair, but more so those, just to see if there's anything frustrating. Yeah. You know, turn-based and that, and they were saying something about there's certain sections where it's um, stealth-based, not stealth-based, but sort of one-hit kills, and I'm like, I just, I'm quite a... Like, I get frustrated when that kind of stuff happens. Like, even in Mafia 3, there was this one mission... Well, a retaliation squad's coming after me, basically. But they only seem to turn up when I do this one, like, um, side quest. And I died twice, and it was like, you know what, fuck this. I'm not even going to do this side quest until I've managed to got loads of money in the bank and I can just have a shitload of grenades and the best weapons and just obliterate them when they turn up. Because they never turn up any other top point. Yeah. But, um, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's very repetitive, but... The shooting's so satisfying. The handling model in it's fantastic, I think. And it, the stealth in it's really simple, but it's done so well. You know, like sometimes they overcomplicate stealth. Like in this, you just stick to a wall, get in crouch mode so they can't hear you. Um, you do a whistle, they come and investigate. Yeah, they're dumbasses. <laughs> but you, then you just kill them or take them out, lethal or non-lethal, whichever you want in the menus. But it just works. And you just like, it feels so satisfying that it's so simple and works. Mm. I need to get I like that. That. that was a free one, wasn't it? That one. Yeah, and if you, because obviously they've fingered it, haven't they? Updated um, it. Updated it, you know, because Mafia 1, 2, and 3 are coming out. 
And um, if you go on the store, you can get the definitive edition of Mafia 3 now. And because you've had it on PlayStation Plus, so you go on there and you can download all the DLC for free. Oh my god, that's good. Yep. And um, so, I mean, I'm not going to be able to get like, well, I could get the platinum, but I'm not bothered. I'm treating it like Mad Max, where I'm really enjoying the world Mm. and just playing. I mean, do you remember when I played my Max? I was on that for probably about a month and a half. <laughs> I don't remember, to be honest. Yeah, I remember you liking it a lot more than I did. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get back to my perfect girl again, Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine is so good. Yeah. It's a puzzle game. It's not a perfect girly game. It's pervy. It's not pervy. Okay. <laughs> Well, to be fair, <laughs> it's got some pervy elements. Yeah. Anyway, I can't yeah. remember how we, because we spoke about A Quiet Place, didn't we? I think we should start again on that, because that was should. just a complete mess. I think that ran on from, I think we couldn't finish our Pez chat, so we tried A Quiet Place. Yeah. Right, right let's, let's go to A Quiet Place. We'll edit all the Quiet Place stuff out and move on to A Quiet Place. Right, so, uh, let's move on to the the film club and we'll talk about our two films which were A Quiet Place on Netflix and Booksmart on Prime let's start with A Quiet Place which you and most people have probably seen yep. but um, I picked it because I haven't seen it and I wanted to see it and damn it I wanted to watch it um, This I really enjoyed it yeah. it was so tense from start to finish mm-hmm. just the creepy vibes everything um I never felt safe with the characters. I felt like, remember, this is full spoilers. Yeah. Anyone listening who wants to watch it, pause now. We're spoiling A Quiet Place. <laughs> um, <laughs> at the start, when um, the youngest child gets taken, or eaten, pretty obviously, that sets the tone up that no one is safe. When you kill off the smallest borderline toddler child <laughs> with an yeah. alien monster it's like fuck there's no rules now anyone's can die um, so yeah I never felt like any character was safe throughout the whole thing which was uh, I even thought the baby was going to die at one point I thought there's no way they're going to keep this baby safe yeah but yeah that was it was so t- I never felt so tense throughout a film <laughs> I don't think I can't remember a film where I felt that on edge in a good way, I enjoyed it. But when yeah. I said to Danny, um, oh, I'm going to watch a quiet place if you're going to bed. And she was like, um, which one's a quiet place? I was like, oh, Emily Blunt and Jim from The Office. She was like, oh my God, that looks horrific. Why do you want to watch that? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God, it looks great. It looks fantastic. Yeah. She's not into horror at all, as no. regular listeners will know. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. What did you? Well, obviously, you did. You watch it again? Did you rewatch it? I did. I didn't watch it again. It's just I, I, I can't think why I didn't watch it again. I just haven't been into my films. I watched the other films straight away, but then I never got around to watching that. Mm. I don't know why. To be honest with you, I, oh, one of the reasons was I was on early's at work, so I just couldn't stay up late and I was flaking. But I didn't watch it again. But it's it, like you say, you get those. I don't know if you should say the Last of Us vibes from it, but it kind of feels like. You know, when The Last of Us came out, I'm not, I'm not having too much of a tangent here. It was like, oh, it's another game, zombies and all that. Well, not zombies, but kind of zombie-related, like that that genre. Mm. But it feels like The Last of Us kind of, since it's come out, we seem to have had 
other shows and films come out which seem to like feel like The Last of Us more than other zombie. Does that make sense? Mm. They feel more like inspired by The Last of Us than they do zombie films and stuff. And I felt like, although it's based on basically aliens, isn't it? I'd guess. I suppose we'll find out more in the Quiet Place too. Yeah. But you really do get those Last of Us vibes from it. Yeah, you do. I think with this one because the clickers in The Last of Us respond to sound. Yeah. And they've done a good job at wiping out most of the population by the look of the the world you explore. Yeah. And in this, you only meet one other living person who quickly dies, don't you? Yes. That old man. Yeah. Just can't contain his frustration and rage that his, his, I think it's his wife is on the floor. She's obviously died. Yeah. Did you get the impression that they knew that house was there? Because they had. I can't. Go on, sorry. I was going to say they, they, you would explore that sort of a place, wouldn't you? You'd see it and think, right, there could be things we could use in there. So, but they weren't there to do that. So I wonder if they knew they lived there and just kept their distance. By the by, it's not really important. No, I know what you mean. Um, I just wondered it at the time. Hard to say, really, because mm. there's kind of that. Am I right in thinking in in that the kind of light lanterns at night and they can see each other? Am I imagining that? Well, uh, feel, with that house, I've... no. The the place where the, they live, they've got it's quite a big farm by the look of it, and they yeah. like lanterns and things. Yeah, I think I'm thinking of that bloody sex death and robots when they like the lanterns on the nights and they can see each other's farms. Mm. That's what I'm thinking of, if you remember that. Yeah. But yeah, um, as you get from the trailer for number two, I don't know if you've seen the trailer, that nobody really interacts. They're at the point where they don't interact with each other for fear of them turning on each other. A bit yeah. like, like we're saying, inspired by The Last of Us. Mm. It, it, think it. I hadn't really likened it to The Last of Us until you just said. Um, but mm. it does tick. Well, it takes a lot of the same beats. Yeah. Yeah. The death of a child very early on. Yeah. And then... That's what I thought you was going to say when you were talking about it, um, about the start. Yeah. That it reminded you of The Last of Us. It, it didn't. I didn't even think about it. But no. yeah, it is very similar. The tone, even his look in a, in a way. Um, yeah. What's his name, the actor? Jim Krasinski, Krasinski, Emily Blunt's husband, isn't it that? Yeah, I didn't know it was Jim. I know it was Jim from The Office. I didn't know it was Jim as well. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's Jim, yeah. isn't it? I think it's it is. Jim Krasinski, isn't it? Yeah, it it's not good. John, is it? No, I think it is Jim. Anyway, yeah. yeah, he even had that. I mean, I guess any post-apocalyptic bloke look is going to be beard and quite bushy hair. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's hard not to look like Joel. He would have been perfect as Joel, wouldn't he, in the TV series? They're doing a TV series? Oh, yeah, no, HBO or? No. Yeah, Neil Druckmann and HBO joined up, signed up an agreement, I think, or a contract, whatever, about two, well, before the, before the COVID. Mm. Um, and the showrunner from Chernobyl. Chernobyl. I haven't director. seen that. I bet you've watched yeah. that, haven't you? No, I haven't seen it. I think it's brilliant. They're, they're, those three guys in HBO were making um, a Last of Us TV series. That's amazing. I, I was like, wow, this is like huge news. This could be like epic Game of Thrones style, kind of. Mm. If they want to do three, four, five, six, eight, they won't drag it out like The Walking Dead, but yeah. Mm, that'd be amazing. Yeah, it could be. Well, yeah, I hope it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, but the, the, the potential's there, isn't it? HBO are brilliant. Um, 
brilliant at what they do. Neil Druckmann's obviously got a talent for writing, and then obviously they've got the Chernobyl director slash showrunner mm. on board. So yeah, they're all the pedigrees there. Yeah, there you go, the pedigree. It's all the right ingredients. Yeah. What did you think to the end of A Quiet Place? Um, I liked it. Um, I thought the creature design was fantastic in that as well, by the way, because usually when you watch kind of horror films and alien films, normally when you get to see the creature, it's always a bit of a letdown. But I did think they were quite terrifying in that, especially mm. at the end. Um, I wasn't... I wasn't um, blown away, but I wasn't, um, like... I, I didn't think it was underdone either, like the ending. Mm-hmm. With the, is it the hearing aid? Am I right in saying that? Yeah. Um, I think it worked well. That did. Mm. And obviously, they can't get in contact with anyone anyone, any, anyway, can they, to kind of expose this kind of um, weakness in them? No, not yet. I mean, a part of me wants them not to tell you where they came from, because I think that could ruin it a little bit in the sequel, if they go down that route of showing you where they came from or where they were, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't want them to, like, find an alien ship <laughs> no I don't want nothing like that and I don't want that kind of like Gears of War style they came from within the earth kind of no mm. that doesn't interest me either I don't that, think you need to know I don't think we need to know but I bet they'll feel a pressure to tackle that well the reviews were um, I'm sure the reviews were glowing for it before it got delayed oh for the second yeah mm. I'm sure they got reviewed and everyone was saying it was really really good yeah, I'm a bit sad that uh, Jim died in the end. Yeah, he's in the sequel, though, isn't he? Flashbacks, well, not flashback scenes, sorry. Um, yeah, they are flashback scenes, I guess, because mm. it, it shows you day one of the, let's just call it, invasion mm. in the trailer. Oh, OK. Yeah, so... Mm. I am looking forward to the sequel. Me too. I, I knew everyone liked this film, but I didn't... Yeah. Well, it was one of those as well. This, I'll just quickly put this in, but usually when films are hyped up so much and then you watch them, they're usually a bit of a letdown, like um, Get Out. I really, I, I really enjoyed it, but it didn't blow me away the way I was expecting it to. Mm. Um, and The Quiet Place, you kind of like, because that got raved about, didn't it? It made shitloads of money, all that stuff. And then mm. I did watch it and I thought, wow, that was, that, yeah, that was a really, really good film. Yeah, it was very good. I mean, I liked, I liked all of it. I liked the only bit... Well, <laughs> no, there's one bit. The other thing with the nail. Continue. I'll, it'll come back to me. Uh, the nail in the floor. She actually yes. pulls it up treads and then on she it, treads yeah. on it later. Yeah. Every time someone was on the stair. I'm like, you haven't pushed that nail back down. You haven't put, like, a cork on it. People yeah. using those stairs, you haven't told anybody. <laughs> I've been yeah. sitting it the whole film since that point. Like, you're going to tread in it. I know you are. Someone else is going to tread in it. It's really freaking me out. She yeah. should have told somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was quite tense, like you say. That's. And when she wakes up and the, the, the sound flooding device that they've set up has got out of hand and the baby's like floating away and the, the thing is in the room. And when it yeah. slips into the water, that was uh, creepy as fuck. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, the creature design was really, really good. And it, like I say, just mm. not quite alien esque, horrifying. Cause alien is horrible the first time you see it, isn't it? But um, in its own unique way, it, it, they are quite horrible. They're quite thin, aren't they? If I remember right, and mm. quite like tall. They've got really long limbs. 
Yeah, and then the head opens up, doesn't it, to reveal their kind of, like, mouth. Is that right? No, it's their ears, isn't it? Or the, whatever they hear with, the head just sort of opens up in many different places. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, that's right, yeah. It's like almost like it's kind of cracks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's how the hair is, isn't it? Because yes. when she's playing it, it's, it's vibrating, those plates in the head, isn't it, more? Mm. Is that right? Yeah, well, it just can't. They open and close, they're flapping all over the place. Yeah. And then she's, um, uh, Emily Blunt shotguns it right at the end. Yeah. And then you get that quite satisfying ending where they're like, yes, we know the weakness. Yeah. Coming for the fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Classic shotgun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's a big thumbs up. Yeah, definitely a thumbs up. Um, yeah, so that was the Netflix pick. Uh, Booksmart was your pick. Now, we had the flip flip coin here because I had seen this fairly recently and I didn't rewatch it and you um, hadn't seen it and picked it. So yeah. I'll, let, I'll let you lead because it's fresher in your mind. Just It's probably <laughs> just about, yeah, because I watched it like the day after I chose it. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought um, it was really, I, I laughed a lot. And when I laugh a lot at films, I usually have to pause them. So I stopped giggling and then... Because you miss stuff, don't you? Because it's not like a stand-up where they crack a joke and then the audience is pissing themselves and, like, they're white and then they have a giggle like the stand-up does and then Mm. they continue, don't they? But you can't do that with films. Like, I was watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine earlier and they said something really funny. So I'm laughing and then I missed the next joke, so I had to pause it when I rewind it and watch it again, but then I started laughing again. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I just thought it was really good. Like, I thought it was... um, I mean, I think I said to you, I don't know if I said to you, but it reminded me a bit of Superbad mm-hmm. of Girls, but that's not knocking it, but it was just really good. There's a lot of good um, sexual jokes in there, which um, I don't know why I wasn't expecting quite that, but it, that, it threw me a bit, and it was really good. Um, I quite like the kind of, I'm going to guess, the... the the story, not the story, but you know, like kind of the the tale of the what's the you know, like life lesson in there mm. was. I suppose a bit of it was that you know, like you, you've got to enjoy life as well. Like she's so, uh, what's the word? Um, the priorities are becoming a lawyer or whatever, and she just hasn't. She thinks if she does anything else, she's going to fail in life. Yeah, she doesn't and, give any time to just chill out. Yeah, and then when she's in the toilet, right at the start, and she's talking to them kids, and they're like, "Yeah, well, I'm going to Yale because she's like the make a point of saying they don't talk about where they're going because mm. she's she's obviously said that because she thinks I don't want to brag." And then the other girl's like, "Well, I'll see you at Yale next year." And then that <laughs> other guy's like, "Well, I've got a job at Google." And then the other lads like, "I'm going to um, where's he going to now?" Was it MIT or something? It was something like that, wasn't it? We could put it um, more Harvard. Was, Harvard. Yeah, and he got in through his sports scholarship, didn't he? Yeah. And um, and she was like absolutely mortified. And then that girl, that girl's line was perfect when she says, "It's not that we haven't been studying; it's that we haven't just been studying, or something like." That. It was along that. I'm paraphrasing a bit, but it was pretty much like that. Yeah. And I just like the way the night unfolded. Like it was so eventful, like different things throughout the night and. It all flowed really well, and I love the intro when she went to pick up a friend and there was just dancing in the street. <laughs> that dance is hilarious. And, and the girl, the, the slimmer girl out of the two, she's like, right, why are we doing this? Should, should, I'm dancing here now as I'm talking. Mm. And she's like, should we, shall we, shall we go to school? And they're like, yep. And they just stopped dancing and get in the yeah. car. And they're like, <laughs> brilliant. She was in that, that 
the the girl you know um, who plays the uh, the gay one. Um, yeah. She was in um, oh god, a Netflix show about a girl who was raped. It's a true story. Um, I can't think what it's called now. Yeah, it's really good. Um, really, really good. You should. I'll find the name of it, and um, I'm going to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just quickly Google this. Sorry, it's on the tip of my tongue. She's in it. Um, Tony Collette. I've not seen it. Wherever it is, unbelievable. I was going to say unbelievable. Yeah, it's called unbelievable. It's really good. I watched it in one day. Mm-hmm. Is but, it a series? Um, yeah. But um, she was really good in it. And then you told me yesterday that the other girl, um, she's Jonah Hill, was it? Didn't, yeah, him. Jonah I'm Hill. Glad you remember, I forgot his name and again. I said to you, like, oh my God, I actually watched it thinking she reminds me of him in Superbad. And then to find out they're actually like related, mm. it kind of. Not blew my mind, but he's kind of like was like wow, yeah. Because <laughs> she was really good in it, and the I just like so much of it. Like they go in the car when they try, when they've got the hair tied around the head, and I'm like, what, they're like, where did you deliver those pizzas? <laughs> <laughs> and like he's like, oh my god, I could have a gun in here, and he's like, I think he pulls out a gun, and he says, no, it's for protection. And then at the end, you find out he's like a serial rapist or something like that, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Like holy shit. I just thought it was really good, really funny. I like it when they have their kind of like touching storylines. I like the some of the scenes that were great when she was in the pool swimming, the music, and it just mm. felt really, really cool, really relaxing. And and then they had that big boss up, didn't they? Yeah. But I, I just, I, re, I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but I thought it was fantastic. Not fantastic as in five stars, all-time great comedy, but I thought it was really well done and something you could recommend to people and they'd watch it and. Definitely fine for me, regardless of your kind of taste in comedy. Yeah, definitely. It, I, you say it's not like five star and up there, but I think it might be. I would definitely watch it again. Oh, I would watch it again. I mean, when I was talking, it's hard with comedies, isn't it? Because like some, you can't always rewatch them and rewatch them. There's only so many comedies you can rewatch and laugh at over and over. And mm. I mean, Superbad, Superbad is one of them for me. I mean, I do like a bit of. I don't know if this is the right term, but toilet humour. <laughs> I do like a bit of that, like, and, you know, like... Just a good every now and then, of Yeah, thing. every now and then, like, your mum jokes and stuff like that. Like, yeah. it's just, yeah, it's nothing wrong with it every now and then. But, um, yeah, I, like I say, I really, really enjoyed it. Two bangers, I think we can agree. Yeah. I, I haven't really said what I thought, but obviously I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. I've got nothing really to add. Um, I agree with most things you just said, or everything you just said. Yeah. Just, excuse me, I'm just getting my finger ready to have a look at Amazon Prime. <laughs> oh, yeah, I need to do the same. Or is it me on Netflix? It's me on Netflix, isn't it, sorry? Mm, yeah, I've got to look at Prime. You've got to pick our next films. Yeah. Uh... We're on a bit of a roll with the uh, films. I think it's time to throw a curveball in. Mm, let's go for curveballs. Oh, I'm not going for a curveball. Your first that you really want to watch? Yeah, I think you've seen it. In fact, I'm sure you've seen it. Okay, wait for me to find mine then. I don't know if it'll interest you, but um, on the Channel 4 app, mm. there's a show called Harley Quinn. Mm. Um, it's animated, but it is super violent and sweary. And I can't believe DC have let somebody make make it. 
it's ultra. I mean, it's brilliant. It's really, really good. Really funny. Really sassy. Mm. Give it a whirl. It's only twenty-two minutes an episode. Probably less than that, to be fair. But it's Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn. It's about breaking up with um, the Joker mm. and trying to go on her own. And mate, it's very, like I say, I couldn't believe the violence in it, but it's so funny as well. <laughs> Oh, Adam's family's been added to Netflix. Yeah, Nora wants to watch that. Yeah, I think I'm going to watch that with Eva one of the nights. Contagion? not seen that. I don't think I have. Contagion. Probably get 20 minutes. Yeah, probably. Con- Why did I say Contagion? I'll probably watch it, yeah. I'll probably watch it and then realise, oh, I have seen this. <laughs> one of those films. Yeah. A bit like, what was that one we watched not long back with Jake Gyllenhaal? Do you remember? Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah, and I chose it and I was like, I've watched this. When he goes to a Syria or something, and oh yeah, I've yeah. seen it as well. Yeah, and he's like, neither of us realised the Zoom. He's like, yeah, we have seen this. That was the one we couldn't talk about because it disappeared from free on Prime. It stopped being free by the time the pop went out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Oh, Youth in Revolt. That wasn't very good, you know. Youth in Revolt. Mm. Oh, I really enjoyed that. I did. I can't remember it that well now because it's been years, but I, I enjoyed it. I bought it and watched that. John Cena. Not John Cena, sorry. Um, John. No, it's not John, is he? Oh, I can't think of his name. Oh, hang on. I'll click on it. It'll tell me his name. I'm looking at Tomb Raider thinking, shall we watch that? But I don't know. Michael Cera. Oh, my God. Vertigo. Michael Cera, that's it. Well, I am scrolling and scrolling, but nothing's coming close to the film I saw when it first came on. I don't overthink it. There's quite a lot of good films on Prime at the moment. I think Prime is a little bit better than Netflix. Sometimes less is more, isn't it? Yeah, it can be a bit more focused. Right. (laughs) I've got mine. I've I've got mine. I'm going to go for this. It's short. I've gone for something short because I'm enjoying just watching short films at the moment. So, and I think you'll, I think it might. I don't know how long my one was. Let me go and have a little look. Oh shit! It's big Dave. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> Hope you like it. Right, right. <laughs> right. So we have now picked our films. I don't know how much of that I let it out. Probably a lot, but we've picked our films. <laughs> right. Who's going first? I'll go first. Okay, so this is the Netflix pick, Dave's pick. It's a new film. I think it's only been about a month. It's The Lovebirds. The Lovebirds. Um, starring, you know, I'm terrible. This Isa Ray or Isa Ray, and then Kamal Nanjani. Oh my God! Is it a, a South Korean girl? And a, a young boy. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dad, Danny was watching like a film that sounds like it could be called The Lovebirds when I went upstairs last night. Yeah. And it was a South Korean girl and it was like some sort of teen, angsty, dating, comedy, serious. I thought well, it could be that, this. It's that Asian guy, you know, I can't, I can't pronounce his name properly and I do apologise. His name's Kamal Nanjo. He was in an episode of The Twilight Zone. And um, he's that guy. Remember when I sent you the pictures of him and he was quite a bit oh, chubby, skinny, and he's put all the muscle on for a Marvel film, yeah? Yeah. I don't know. Let me look it up on my phone. The Love Press. 
This has never flashed up on my screen before. It's only been a week or two, I think. Mm, or an hour and a half. Right, Dave. Lovely, isn't it, that? That's a nice length. I'm going to ruin it now. Two hours and 20 minutes, my one. No, that's not too bad. Okay. Take think... 10 minutes off for the credits, usually. Yeah. We're around about that. There'll be a lot of credits, too, I'm sure. Um, it's Ready Player One. Oh, so I've seen it, but yeah, it's a good film, that is. I thought you'd seen it. I've wanted to watch it when it was at the cinema, but I just never get around to the cinema. I watched it in 3D, I just got the kids, and it was pretty pointless in 3D, if I'm honest. Oh, was it? Yeah. I mean, I spent a lot watching that, because I was really excited for it. The book is fantastic. And a lot of people say, oh, it's hack, it's really poor written and all that stuff, but, like, I'm not a, I'm not intelligent enough to, like, understand what's, you know, what's, like... Um, true art or what's superbly written book and that if i enjoy it to me it's a good book mm. and um that i've still I've, no actually i think i gave my copy to a charity shop once i read it but it is a brilliant read and the film is really good as well the, the, the only thing i say about the film without ruining it is the real, real world parts let the film down a bit okay but overall it's a really good watch right i think i probably will watch it again that's on Netflix. Prime. Netflix. It's on Prime. So Prime. You pick Prime. Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ready Player One on Prime. The Lovebirds on... Yeah. Uh, Add that to the notes then. Yeah. Add it. Right. That's it. That's what we want to talk about, I think. Yeah. Keep um, other stuff for next time. We didn't chat about what we're playing, I don't think. I can't remember from yesterday. Did make some notes about it, but I think we'll keep it for next time. Oh, the last dance! I do want to talk about the last dance. Have you when? started it now? Have you started oh no, it? I haven't seen it now. If you, I don't know if it's something I want to watch. To be honest with you, I don't know if it interests me. I'm not like a basketball fan at all. Mm. But this is a for anyone who doesn't know the last dance. The Chicago Bulls in the nineties, Michael Jordan. But the, it's incredible, Dave. Yeah, I'm not big on basketball. I do like a good sports documentary, though. I have to say, yeah, bit of a, a niche uh, thing to like, I suppose. I've got, I'm not into the sport, but um, I mean, even me in the '90s, I was aware of Michael Jordan, and I saw footage of Michael Jordan. It's pre YouTube, obviously, and it yeah. wasn't basketball wasn't on telly. I think my friend had a VHS that we watched. Yeah, it's incredible, an incredible player. But yeah, this just documents not just him, but like uh, Scotty Pippen, Dennis Rodman, the owners, just the the way it all came together and everything that was going on. And ah, oh, it's really good. I haven't finished it yet, but um, no. yeah, yeah. Have you watched the little trailer when you just rest it on? No, I haven't. Watch that. Um, if that interests you at all, go for it. I was never. A- I mean, I've never really enjoyed, liked basketball, if I'm honest. And I'm not saying that's a reason not to watch it, but even people who don't like, say, football and basketball, that they kind of appreciate or, or, or are fans of the big players. But I've never been a Michael Jordan fan either, to be honest with you. Really? <laughs> no. I watched that film with him in his Space Jam, which I thought was all right. But um, I think it's because I'm so, like, 
was saying that. I mean, I like ice hockey, but I don't really know any players from ice hockey. I just like watching it every now and then. But mm. basketball, it doesn't. Int- the only thing I like in basketball is when they do the, the three pointers. Is it when they throw it in their net from, from outside a circle or something? Yeah. Yeah. But overall, I mean, I used to play that game. What was it called? NBA Jam. The yeah. one that was like an arcade game. Mm. I enjoyed that, but not to the extent where I'd find out any players' names. And I don't mean to sound disrespectful of the sport because it probably is. A highly skilled sport, technical, mm. loads of rules and all that. It's just that kind of end-to-end. It doesn't interest me. I tried to watch some basketball um, mm. when I was in America, not live. It was just on telly in the hotels, yeah. and it is dull. I don't find it interesting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's like they score, they score, they score, they score. There's not much. Yeah, when I see the scores are like 55, 60 summits and like or 100 or if that if it happens online. It does, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, what's the, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. But um, seriously. I, I know it's the design of it, but it just doesn't appeal to me. That doesn't. It's the same as me. I, I'm not, I couldn't sit and watch a basketball game. Yeah. When you boil down, I mean, he's like the greatest player that ever lived. Yeah, 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 if, he is, isn't it? If you boil it down and just focus on his team when it was the most successful, and yeah. it's not just just the basketball. There's all the politics around it and yeah. his family, his upbringing. Yeah. Dennis Rodman, who obviously was a a bit of a character. <laughs> I was going to say, was he more of a was he more famous? For, he was a good player, but was he more famous because of, like you say, his character than his actual ability? Um, no, he was very good at mm. basketball. Um, but yeah, he became more famous for his outlandish behaviour and cross-dressing and the women yeah. he dated. I mean, the guy dated Madonna for a little while. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> Did he play for the Chicago Bulls? Yep. With Jordan? Yep. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah, he was on the same team. I always thought he was bisexual, you know? He probably is. I think they did address that. I think he's got an episode dedicated to him. Mm. And I, I, probably, I might give it a watch because, like you say, if it's diving into all the different aspects of it, not just how successful they were on the court, then it might be more of an interest to me. But like I said, I don't mean to say disrespectful about the sport because, you know, there's millions and millions of people who love it and it's obviously a great if you can get into it. Mm. But obviously being from England, well, that's not really an excuse, but being brought up on football... Mm. Yeah, so I don't expect Americans probably to enjoy football as much as we do because they're brought up on like basketball, NFL, ice hockey. Um, what's the other one? They've got baseball. baseball. You know, I can watch baseball. Yeah, I never have, but I know I could. Yeah, I've, I've watched a few games of baseball and I've, I've, I'd never get bored of it. I could watch. I reckon I could watch the NFL as well. I can watch it. I don't. I do not have a clue what's going on, but I can watch it in parts. Have you ever played the games on consoles? No, I've heard they're brilliant now. Yeah, give them a go. If you ever get, like, a, if they ever do a free one, definitely yeah. try them out. That's where I learnt the rules to it, basically. And now I'm like, I could watch it comfortably, happily. I'd like I to should, watch one. I should probably just um, sub to EA Access free for a week or two and then try it, shouldn't I? Yes. Same with ice hockey. I've played ice hockey on the SNES, and I've always yeah. had a bit of a soft spot for that. And when I was in America years ago we went to see an ice hockey game that yeah. was really good but yeah basketball of the of the four big American sports is the last one I would choose to watch 
Yeah, and I'd like to say, it's just the end-to-end element of it doesn't really interest me. Mm. Yeah, same. It's just like, they go down there, they score, they go down there, they score. Yeah, that's there. how it looks, doesn't it? Yeah. That's how it looks. But, um, yeah, if you hear them talking about it and analysing it in this, and you see, and, yeah, just this, the clips of Jordan, he's insane. Was he like an attacking player then? Uh, yes, but he did just as much at the back. It's yeah, it's crazy. It's so good. Mm. But yeah, I recommend. Just a good sports documentary. I'll try that then. Yeah. I can't uh, say when. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got a lot to watch. Yeah. Did you ever watch um, The Tiger King or Don't Fuck With Cats? No, not yet. Um, everyone wants to finish hours off before she starts anything like that, but... Um, I'm trying to get her to watch Making a Murderer, so I think we're going to might restart that. Ooh. There's been some movement, hasn't there, this week on his case? Oh, I don't know, is there? Look, different appeals and stuff coming through, like they're saying he's not enti- if, if they do give him a new case, they can't bring new evidence forward. What? But again, the trial on the evidence they've got, she'll disprove that evidence, most likely. Mm. Yeah. Which, yeah, so... That was interesting. <laughs> you are. We're tangenting again. I haven't wrapped up yeah, yet. I'll Let's wrap you. it. Okay. Right. Homework for next week uh, for the film club. Ready Player One on Prime. The Lovebirds on Netflix. Uh, but yeah, a couple of weeks before we do that. Uh, yeah. Catch us on Twitter at We Don't Go Out or me on at Anthony Hulse and Dave at. Where you at, Dave? On Twitter. Mm. Is it at King Henry? He thinks it's at King Henry. <laughs> I don't know. I named it after my dog, didn't I? You did. It's something like that. It sounds right. <laughs> at King Henry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no worries. Right, I'll yeah. I'm useless. <laughs> we'll catch you next time. Oh, dear.